the doors are almost open. Oh my gosh, you guys have been pouring into this waitlist. Coming up in April 2023, I am teaching a free human design manifestation workshop, but the doors aren't quite open yet. You can go and get on the waitlist so that you'll for sure get notified when the doors open so you can join this amazing free three-day workshop. The name of the workshop, the details, all of that is going to be shared very, very soon. But I promise you, if you can't attend live, you're going to have access to the recordings, the details, all the information that you need. So go get on the wait list. Either find the link in the show notes or just simply go to madelineevergreen.com backslash human design workshop and you'll see a little place where you can join the waitlist on that page. I can't wait to see you inside that workshop. This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Last week, we talked about conditioning. This week, we're talking all about deconditioning, how to do it, what does that really mean, what are some practical real-life methods, and why does this even apply to human design? It applies because this is literally what human design is all about. It's about peeling back the layers of what you've been conditioned or programmed or trained that you quote-unquote should be doing. And let's all stop shooting on ourselves, peel off all those deconditioning issues, and be real, be authentic, be our truest selves, live according to our design. But if you don't know how to decondition, it's really difficult to actually live according to your design. So that is what you are going to learn today. But first, let's read the review of the week. First of all, thank you so much, everybody who's been writing reviews. They've been pouring in and I'm so grateful. Sometimes I feel really lonely doing this podcast because I'm just sitting here all by myself and I don't know how it's affecting you. I don't get to be there with you while you're listening or sit with you while you have questions. And so just reading your reviews is so special to me and makes me feel like you're actually out there. Plus, I've been getting a lot of emails from you lately, and it's really fun getting your questions. So keep sending them my way. I just love it. All right, our review of the week. This is a five-star review, and it's titled Insightful and Relatable. Madeline is insightful and relatable. I'm a newbie here and find that some teachers are overwhelmingly, I think there might be a typo. Um, That's okay. Some teachers are overwhelming, and I can't follow. Madeline finds us where we are and guides us to find our powerful place in this world. Thank you. Well, you are so welcome, and I'm grateful for you for writing that review. So if that was you and you're listening right now, just send me a DM over on Instagram. Find me at healthy underscore Madeline, or email me at hello at madelineevergreen.com and let me know which prize you want. Do you want a, a recording of your life theme in your human design chart? Or maybe you already know your life theme, so would you like me to answer some 
deep, intense, personal questions about your chart. You let me know, and I'm so excited to gift that to you for writing a review. And anybody else out there who wants to win that amazing prize, all you need to do to enter is just write a review on Apple Podcasts. That's it. And if I read your review, then you win. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's podcast. Last week, we talked about what conditioning is. What is programming? Where does it come from? How does it happen? How do you identify it in yourself? What are some examples of it? And today we're talking about deconditioning, how you remove the conditioning, remove the programming so that you can become more in alignment. That's what this is all about. The whole purpose of using your human design chart is to get yourself in alignment. And then why would that matter? Hmm. Well, when somebody is much more in alignment with their design and they're living authentically to them, everything in their life works better. They become a vacuum for all the things that they're manifesting. Things just like fly at them. Anything that they're calling in just comes to a person who is in alignment. That's why I've become so obsessed with manifestation, because I've noticed it in myself. The more in alignment I am, the more I attract things that I didn't even know I wanted. Amazing things in life. Also, what about your health? I am really into health. You guys already know that. That is like my favorite topic, my biggest passion, my number one priority in life. And here's a secret. My husband and I have an understanding that we put our health before each other. We even put that in our vows, that focusing on our own health and our own bodies is number one before our relationship. And you can decide what you think about that, but works great for us because if we don't have our health, we can't be there for each other. So my health is definitely my top priority in life, and I only believe you can have one priority, and um, that's what it is for me. And I've noticed that the more aligned I become with my human design chart, the better and more effortless I have health. I've struggled with health issues for my entire life, and the more that I peel back the layers and do this deconditioning work so that I can truly start living authentically to my design in a natural, effortless way, the more that my body has become super, super healthy, resilient, consistent, and reliable. And the less effort I've had to put into health, the less strict I've had to be with my diet, the less supplements that I'm taking, the more that I get in alignment with my design. So pretty amazing. That's hopefully some motivation for you to start cracking the whip on this deconditioning. So last week, I read a a nice little quote from a book. I'm going to read it one more time just to refresh all of our memories. This is from the book, Your Human Design, Discover Your Unique Life Path and How to Navigate It with Purpose by Shana Cornelius and Dana Stiles. And on page 11, there's this fantastic little tiny section about deconditioning. And it says, Embracing your design is not about becoming something new, but rather shedding learned behaviors to uncover who you have always been underneath. This process is called deconditioning. I love the way that that is put because that's what this is all about, is peeling back the layers, trimming the fat, and removing what no longer serves you 
so that you can just naturally be your authentic self, which is the most amazing, perfect version of you. There are two approaches that you can take when it comes to deconditioning. One would be the top-down method, and the other would be the bottom-up method, and they're both great. They both have their place. They're both effective and useful. I use both, but if you only use one or the other, it's not very successful. So what what am I even talking about? Let's back up for a moment and think about a diagram. Um, I wish I could draw this out for you, but if you have a vertical line up and down and you've got the psyche or your mind on the top, and then at the bottom, you've got your body. Or if you know the word soma, you could use that. But I'll say body just to make things simple. And way up there at the top by the psyche, you've got stories. In the middle, in between the two, you have emotions. And way down at the bottom, you have instincts or sensations. So what does this all mean? Um, Let me share an example. And I got this example. It's not originally from me. This is from, I'm sorry, his name has escaped me, but the founder of Somatic Breathwork. I'm going to be going through the Somatic Breathwork training. And this is a concept that I really learned in a new way from a video I watched with them. So here's their example. If somebody breaks into your house, first off, everybody's going to respond differently. Some people will experience that that's traumatic. Some people will not, and it won't feel stressful or traumatic at all to them. And then everyone's going to be somewhere in between. So if somebody breaks into your house, first, you have an instinctual response, like hide or fight or call 911. You've got an instinct Next, you have an emotional response. I'm scared. I'm angry. I'm, you know, whatever. You have an emotion that comes up. Third, you create a story around the situation. Oh, here's my story. Somebody broke into my house and I was just minding my own business. And then, oh my God, and then I had to hide in the closet and I didn't have my phone to call 911. So I had to sit there for hours because I was too afraid to come out. And then, oh my God, and then it took me three days to calm down after this and I had to go and get a massage and now I'm I'm traumatized and I'm going to get a security system and maybe I should get a gun. And well, I don't know, maybe I should call the neighborhood watch and see what they think. And that would be an example of a story. Somebody else might have a totally different story like, oh, this person broke into my house and I jumped up off the couch and I punched them in the face and I felt so empowered with myself. I was so proud that I handled this and I knocked them out. Then I called 911 and I got that person arrested and I feel so proud. That could be their story. Totally different situation, but it started with an instinctual response that turned into an emotion, and then you created a story. So it started with an instinct from the body, down at the bottom of that vertical line, moving up into an emotion and moving all the way to the top, which is the psyche where you create a story. We all do this all day, every day, with every situation that we experience. It's pretty incredible, actually. And remember, trauma or these trapped emotions, they, they aren't the event. 
someone breaking into your house is not the trauma. It's what's stored in your body, the response you have to that event that's stored in your body, the stress, the anxiety, the story you've created that's unique to you in your body is the trauma. It's not the event that happened. The event is just an event that everybody can have a different response to. So what does this have to do with human design? Hmm. Well, this has all to do with deconditioning. And if you're going to approach healing, life improvement, getting into alignment or deconditioning with the top-down method, then you start with the story. This is what I talked a lot about in last week's episode when you were learning what conditioning and what programming is. And I suggested that you look at your chart and notice the areas of your chart that you don't align with, the areas that make you uncomfortable, or the areas that you don't like. And also, notice where you're shooting on yourself. Those would all be stories. That's all in your mind. That's all in the consciousness. You can think about it or talk about it to, to create the answers and, you know, a plan. And that's fine. But that's the top-down method. You're going to address the story, identify what's going on, and then maybe you would address how you feel about that, and then you would choose a behavior to change or not change. So again, that's the top-down method. You're going from the story to the emotions to the instincts or the body. All right, that's fabulous. And we already talked about that last week. So that's one method of deconditioning that can absolutely work, and everybody would benefit from trying that out. But what about the bottom-up method? This is something I rarely hear talked about in relation to human design, but in my experience, this is how I've approached it for the most part, and this is how I've approached my own healing for the last decade at least. The bottom-up method starts with addressing the body or the instincts, then the emotions, and then the story. And sometimes you don't even need to get to the story. You just kind of leave that out. But when you have trapped emotions, oftentimes it needs to come out of you emotionally, not by talking about it, not by analyzing, not by doing talk therapy, not by thinking about it or writing about it or, you know, analyzing your chart. That's not addressing the emotion that's trapped in the body. Something that enters you emotionally needs to leave you emotionally. If someone broke into your house and you had a massive emotional response of fear, you can't just talk it out to remove that fear from your body. It's going to live in your body and create dis-ease or disease or out-of-alignment behaviors for the rest of your life until you release it emotionally. So that typically means you're going to have to do something to bring that emotion to the surface and release the emotion through laughter, through crying, through screaming, through rage dancing, through beating on pillows, through sobbing, those sorts of things. And you may not even be able to explain it or you may not even know what this is about. You might not ever get to the story. And the truth is, is that it doesn't matter. When you're working from the bottom up method, the story doesn't matter. What matters is that from Well, I believe all the way from past lives, we can store these emotions in our bodies, but 
if we're going to be a little bit more grounded and realistic, from the moment that you were conceived and you're creating this body while you're in the womb, from that moment on, you're already experiencing stress and trauma and scary things. And stuff happens that already begins the programming and the conditioning and already starts to store emotion in your body. And again, it doesn't really matter why. Maybe when you were in the mother's womb, she was doing an aerobics class and that loud music and that jumping around scared the bejeebies out of you. And now you have trauma and emotion trapped in your body. And it doesn't matter if you ever know that it's because of that aerobics class that your pregnant mother was attending. But when you do some kind of practice to bring the emotion to the surface, feel the emotion and release it, that's when you can actually shift. You can actually change. But if you're riddled with these blockages, you really can only get so far with thinking about it or trying to consciously get into alignment. There's really only so much that you can do. So how do you actually approach this? Like, this is real life. How are we actually going to find these emotions and bring them to the surface? Well, my favorite method is tapping. Tapping is something that you can do within just a couple of minutes. When I do a tapping session, it's usually five to 10 minutes long. It's easy to learn and you can easily do it by yourself. You could do it in your car. You could do it at work. You know, if you have an office or bathroom, you can hide in. You can do it at home. You can do it at a hotel. You could do it while you're on a walk anywhere where you just have access to being able to speak out loud and use your hands. And you learn about, I don't know how many, maybe eight points on your body, like the top of your head, part of your eyebrow, your collarbones, these different areas on your body that you're going to take your fingers and tap on them lightly. It doesn't hurt. It's just a light tap. And you're going to say words while you're tapping. And typically you would say these things like, all of this stress in my body. I feel so much stress. I am so frustrated with these clients that I have, these clients that are always canceling their appointments and asking for refunds. It's making me have so much rage in my body and it makes me feel like people don't even value me and don't even want me to be their practitioner and my boss doesn't even care. That's just an example of some things that you might be saying while you're tapping on these points. So you're really bringing up the honest truth of how you feel, no matter how ridiculous, inappropriate, childish, silly it is. These are the kinds of things that a little kid would say. And you're just allowing yourself to speak through these things while tapping on specific points. And the tapping is telling your body you're safe. You're safe. This is a safe time. And then you're getting really heated and emotional while you're saying these things that are truly upsetting to you. But your body is learning that while you're experiencing that emotion around that thing, you're safe. You're safe. And then you go through this process and you end up um, feeling really amazing by the end. The whole point is to calm and get you from like a 10 on the stress scale down to like a three or a four. And it works. I swear it works. But you have to learn how to do it. So I would suggest following along with guided tapping audios or videos until you learn how to do it on your own. And my favorite uh, brand or company or whatever people that do tapping are the tappingsolution.com people. 
And they also have an app and I have the app and I also go on YouTube a lot and I'll just search on YouTube tapping for anxiety or tapping for physical pain or tapping for shame. Whatever issue I'm having, it doesn't matter if the words they're saying are exactly perfect for you, it still works. And I just can't recommend that enough. So that would be one way to address the stress and the anxiety in your body immediately. And I suggest doing this before you're already upset. So maybe you do it first thing in the morning or at lunchtime at a time when you don't even feel like you need to do tapping. And that's going to already start helping to set up your day properly so that you don't get into these issues. But you can also use it while you're in a really panic time. Like I've had times where I'm in a panic attack and I'm so upset and I'm just so mad and I can't even imagine how I'm going to go on in life. So I quickly pull up a tapping video and I do it and it just calms me. Like it just softens the entire topic to the point where I'm calm, I'm safe, and I can think straight and I can take care of myself. So tapping would be a great way to Um, practice the bottom-up method of releasing, conditioning, limiting belief systems, trauma, stress, emotion, anxiety, all of that. And you might be surprised oftentimes what comes out of your mouth or what comes up for you when it's not something you really planned or expected. That's where usually you'll uncover the story, but you started with the body and the emotion. All right, another method would be some type of breathwork journey. And I say breathwork journey because breathwork has become so popular, but the word has become spread really thin like butter, where breathwork could mean something like Wim Hof breathing, where you're doing breathing exercises for health, or it could be a specific type of breathing or posture that you learn about how you should just be breathing 24-7, or breathwork journeying, would be a method of going on some kind of journey using breath as the vehicle to drive you into an altered state. So that's what I'm talking about when I say breathwork journey. I'm not talking about breathing exercises for calming or for health. I'm talking about using breath kind of like using a substance. It's a little bit like going on a plant medicine journey or a psychedelic journey, but no substances. It's safer and it's more accessible because you're just using the breath and maybe some music to get you into a safe, mild, altered state for healing and transformation. I am trained in shamanic breathwork and I absolutely love it and I'm a huge fan. And if you're afraid of the word shamanic, just let that go because it doesn't even matter. It's not even really about that. It's more about you and your own healing. But go find a shamanic breathwork practitioner and sign up for one of their breathworks or somatic breathwork. This is something that I'm getting trained in in a couple of months. I'm adding this to my list of skills and modalities and services and I've done it one time and I'm highly impressed by it. It was very amazing. So somatic breathwork is another one and go find somebody who can do somatic breathwork. I'm going to be offering this in some upcoming workshops. So stay tuned if you'd like to do it with me online and also in person in Minneapolis, but go on a breathwork journey because this is truly how you're going to address trapped emotions, stuck energy, just gunk 
junk that's in your body that needs to come to the surface and be released in a safe, supportive environment that's guided. And breathwork journeying is more, what do I want to say, Um, compared to tapping, it takes more time, more energy. You can't really do breath work just at any moment. You're not going to do it in the car or at work. You need to, you know, really set aside a couple of hours for this process. And then you want to do integration afterwards. And it's kind of a big deal. Like you wouldn't do breath work every day. And I don't even recommend it every week. It's something that you do less times, but it's more impactful. It's a huge deal what comes out of your breath works. So that would be a fabulous method for anybody who wants to work on this bottom-up method. And then there are some other methods like rapid resolution therapy. This is something I've just barely experienced, but um, so I can't really say what I think about it. I haven't even had a session, but I've done some like group experiences with it, and I'm very impressed, and I love what I hear about it. So rapid resolution therapy is something that you could find a practitioner and schedule an appointment with, and possibly even consider doing something like plant medicine, which I have never done, so I don't have any recommendations around it, but I do know that if you do it in a safe place that is, um, you know, going to keep you healthy, safe, guided, and supported. And if you do integration afterwards, I know from other people that it can be very life-changing and it's a great way to work with this bottom-up method. So this is really it. That's how you address the deconditioning, how you actually practically put it into form. There are lots of other methods other than tapping, breath work, rapid resolution therapy, and plant medicine. There's tons of ways you can do this. You can use dance, movement, sound. You know, you could do rage dancing. You could do hypnotherapy. There's so many different types of things that you can do to help access what's blocking you in the body, bring it to the surface so you feel the emotion, and then release it. And don't worry about the story. But remember, you can also work from the top-down method and study your design and notice what you consciously resist and start to experiment with that thing, like what we talked about mostly in last week's episode. So that's all for today. Thank you again for listening, and thank you for writing all of your incredible reviews. I'm sending you so much love, so much good energy, so much excitement, and I cannot wait to meet you inside the free workshop coming up in just a couple of weeks. Don't forget to go and grab your spot on the wait list so that you can get inside. Okay, everybody, I'll talk to you in a week. 